0: It's difficult to define the word Christian in the Bible because the Bible makes only three references to it and it really doesn't clearly define what a Christian is. But what is clearly defined and actually terrifying for most of us is the word disciple. That's clearly defined. Jesus never called his followers Christians, he referred to them as disciples. And so he spoke to them in those terms and he taught them accordingly. And what we find in the series, as you've been going with us, we had Luke 15, two weeks ago, before we had the amazing marriage retreat, we had a, had a, had a titled lesson called Angry Birds. And we, ta- we talked about, you know, that the view of God on both the self-righteous and the sinner, they both had faulty views of God. And when the son came back, God had compassion on him. And the other ones who were self-righteous became very angry. So that was a great lesson on, on understanding God's view of how he sees us. Today's view is about loopholes. And Jesus doesn't like when we use his father's words to avoid doing his father's will. Amen. Loopholes. You know you know about them. And you know what? Christians like loopholes. Back season coming up. And there's a whole lot of Christians looking for loopholes. You know what a loophole is, right? It's a technicality that gets you... It's a workaround. It gets you off the responsibility. Technically, it's true. Go around it. Don't you hate that when you see the news and some guy, famous guy, does some horrific crime. And then next thing you know, he's spending like a week in jail. He gets off. And you're like, that guy's guilty. But he had money hire a lawyer to find a loophole and he's off don't you just hate that sometimes Christians do the very same thing and there's an incident in the bible there's an account where this actually happens to the guys who were responsible for the law and teaching it they were doing it and so Jesus has an interaction with them remember when you were kids you had your skateboard and you're like it says no skateboards I have one skateboard no loitering. Don't understand what loitering is. Loophole. Or the current one keep your dogs on a leash. Dogs, I only have one dog. The battery's low. It's yellow. Don't worry, I'm easy. I'm easy. Loophole. One time I was out in the neighborhood, and my dog went to the bathroom, and I didn't take ba- I didn't take a doggy bag with me. I knew it. I knew what I was doing. Just didn't care, you know. Then I got this letter in the mail, anonymous. Hey, man, I have you on video camera. Next time, pick up your dog poop when it had, a, had, a, had the civil code of you know violation of the city. I was like, whoa, stalker status. No loophole there. I was leaving Joe Nealon's house uh, the other night and I, I, I was walking down the hallway of his apartment and I saw a note saying you know, on the floor to this guy in his door, hey man, pick up your dog's poop. And I'm like, I relate to you. No loopholes there. We hate it when other people... Get by with stuff because of technicalities. We don't like it. The evidence was inadmissible. Political figures don't pay for their crime. But Christians also love loopholes. We look for them. Singles look for them saying, dating's not in the Bible. It's true. It's arranged marriages, actually. Let us help you. <laughs> and it's, really, it's really about how close can I get to sin without actually sinning. That's what we're looking for. How close can I really get? You know, the Catholics have loopholes. I, 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 I cashed in on that for many years. Every six months I go in, little curtain. Please close that curtain. Tell them stuff, say a prayer, and I'm back to it. I'm good. It was amazing. It was a great loophole. Um, you know, Baptists, Baptists, mainstream Christianity, they have loopholes. Just believe. It doesn't matter how I live, as long as I just believe. Loophole. And you know, loophole Christians, you know, they have like a, like a top five list of things they like to do in every generation. And, and really, they never match their sins with the Bible. It's always the other stuff that's kind of obscure, where they want to get around the Bible. Um, they're mad at people who get away with things that they want to do. I mean, it's it's there. It's, it's there. If you, if you want to find it there. And one way they mask it in the Scriptures, and we're going to see the story, is their greed and jealousy are never on that list. Never on that list. It's always, I need. And Christmas time, Christmas time is coming up. And I use that word quite loosely in my house. I need this. I don't want to say I want this because it sounds so selfish. I disguise it by need. You see, I need this. I need that extra pair of shoes because I have all these shirts that I can't wear, shoes that match this shirt. I need the shoes to match all these shirts I have. I can't wear them. I can't wear them. I can't wear them. Loophole Christians also love theology. They love to the find loopholes. Let me give you a good, a good one. The New Testament doesn't teach tithing. That's an Old Testament. That's technically true. But hey, Jesus, thanks for coming. Thanks for giving up your life. Thanks for dying for me so I can keep my stuff. Loophole. If you're looking for one, you may actually find one. But isn't that sometimes how we feel? Like, it doesn't. Yeah, technically it doesn't. But it doesn't free us from not being generous but we tend to look for a loophole. These loophole Christians, they like to use the Scriptures rather than obey the Scriptures. They know all the verses about your sin. They love that. And so the religious leaders in Jesus' day, they were loophole experts. They had taken the good law and they reduced it to a system that worked actually for them, the guys in charge. They they had commands that the powerful could work around to control the others. They were called the Pharisees. And they were more in love with the commandments than they were with the commander, being God. So one day the Pharisees and the teachers confront Jesus. And we see that in Matthew chapter 15. And this is what happens. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Now the tradition of the elders, it was laws created to keep people from breaking the actual law of God. They had actually extra laws, so you don't break the real law. And so washing your hands was ceremonial. And the law required the priests to do it. Not everybody else. But they're saying, the tradition of the elders says, everyone has to do it. And so Jesus responds and hey, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. That's pretty clear. Now, honoring your father and mother in those times, in that context was taking care of them in their old age. They raised you, you financially support them, and when they can't actually do any more physical labor, you are to support them and honor them for how they raised you. And so this is pretty clear. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father and mother with it. Loophole. Instead of taking care of their aging parents like God's law implied, they dedicated their possessions to God, retained control, and didn't help mom and dad just in case God needed it. Loophole. They found it. Because guess what it, all the money went back to? Them. Loophole. And this was the tension. Tradition versus command. Loophole versus their heart. And so this is the interaction. Thus, you nullify the word of God. And Jesus uses this word. He goes, You hypocrites! You created theology to shield your greed. We use technicalities to shield the very thing we don't want to change. The Bible doesn't say you can't smoke technically. People use it all the time. And if you're a disciple, it's annoying. And if you're God, it's worse. Because God doesn't want you to know His Word. He wants you to live His Word. But we can always find them. That's why loophole Christians love this stuff. That's why the, they do their best. And Jesus doesn't like it when we use His Father's words to avoid doing His Father's will. Anytime you start looking for a loophole to skirt around the the teachings of Jesus, guilty. Anytime you use religion as an excuse to mistreat someone, you hypocrite. And understanding our propensity to gravitate to what's comfortable and beneficial to us, having that understanding that our propensity is to hide behind theology, he gathers his disciples and says, a new command I give you, love one another. And years later, his disciple, John, writes to the church, dear friends, since God so loved us, We ought to love one another. About 40 years later, he's writing to the church now, remembering this interaction, remembering our propensity, remembering what our nature is. God knows it. He made us. He says to love one another, that we ought to care for each other. A new command I give you. And Paul writes in Romans 13, For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, or whatever the other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself he got this from Jesus he was asked which is the greatest commandment Jesus was asked that and Jesus replied love the Lord your God and you know this passage and also love your neighbor as yourself if you don't apply the teachings of the Bible through the filter of love you've misapplied them Some people slant toward truth. You know, you have the truthies and the gracies. Remember that lesson? Truthies are like, they didn't say it without love. Because they're actually right, it's true. But they need a little gracie in their life. And say it with love. And that combination of uh, truth and grace. Just think about it. You know, usually truthies, they like to say it straight, but they don't like to hear it straight. It's classic truthy uh, temperament. They like to give it to you. "Mm, Take this. You. But when it's their turn, they're going, please, show Gracie. Let me see Gracie. That's the temperament. Gracie's just run from truth. is naturally. If they're in the same room, they're going, see you later. Right? You got to like circle the truth around. Gracie runs, I love you. I love you so much. You're amazing. I tell you how awesome you are? I tell you how much I love you? There's one little thing I just want to mention to you. Sort of just want to possibly maybe you might consider I want to encourage you to think about pray about your choice, your decision to maybe not, maybe not use loopholes how do you feel about that? that's why we talk to the Gracies it's a honed and refined skill for a truthy, take note of that if you want to record that, I'll do it again for you in two weeks you gotta really, you know, bring a Gracie along But truthies want to be talked to that way too. That's why truthies got to be careful when they get too truthy. And we all got to be careful of avoiding loopholes because that is our propensity. That is our nature to find loopholes. Okay? So, disciples don't look for workarounds, disciples don't look for loopholes. Disciples understand the heart of God and what God is trying to say. This is the heart of, these are the principles of God. I know what God's communicating. Let me focus my heart and attention there, not around things that that are going to benefit me and what I want to do. And that's terrifying. That's actually very terrifying. And this is the question we we ought to ask ourselves what does love require of me? This will take you past what's fair, this will take you past what's right. This will take you past what the law demands, your favorite verses, what people expect, theology, what the church teaches. This is the question. What does love require of me? It will draw you out of your comfort zone. It'll create a middle ground. Jesus followers will quit worrying about so much about, you know, taking back America, Instead, loving Americans. We should love people. And not judge them. Especially the ones who have never adhered to the teachings of Jesus, nor do they want to. Imagine you loving that person at work, who is that crazy guy going, Hey, you're not a follower. I still love you. It's cool. You know know the the impact that has on someone? When they know you're a Christian and you accept them for who they are? Because they're not saying, I love Jesus. They're saying just the opposite, but you care about them. You know the impact that has on them is profound. They're drawn to you. Tell me more about this. Tell me more about this. They lean in. And if we do so, the scriptures will become a mirror for us instead of a club for others. We don't want to do that. I mean, aren't you glad that God didn't look for a loophole when it came to you? Aren't you glad? I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Because I look for loopholes with God, going, how can I get around that passage? I'm so glad God didn't look for a loophole when it came to us. So when we're thinking when we're at that point in our life with the holidays coming up, and you're looking for many loopholes, think about that. God didn't look for one with you. So don't settle for Christian. Settle for what does love require of me? Jesus doesn't like it when we use His words as an excuse to malign and mistreat people that He died for. He doesn't like that. And you've never met, we have never met anyone He didn't die for. He died for everyone. So during this holiday season, it's a great opportunity. We have invitations on your seat. Just to invite someone in. Come here about this series. Come to our church. I want to invite you. That's powerful in the holiday series. I know this because I was asked during the holidays to study the Bible with another disciple. And I did. During the holidays. And I became a Christian. And January 9th will be my 22nd year as a Christian. <clears throat> during the holidays! I became a Christian! I'm so glad that Ernie didn't look for a loophole going, well, the church has kind of slowed down a little bit. No one's really focused on it right now. I'm so glad he didn't do that. I'm so glad he kept calling me and calling me. Back then, they had a call to call the home phone. If you remember. Yeah. If you were wealthy and cool, you had a pager. Yeah. <laughs> for all the teens, it's a little device that beeps that someone calls It beeps and alerts you. If you're really cool, you can punch in the seven four four and get zero. You got a seven three four four zero. You got a hello, hello, (laughs) hello, right? Back in the day, where my mom had to answer the phone, my dad had to answer the phone. They're getting my nosy business. Who is this? Mom, please. It's Ernie. (laughs) Mom, anyone call? Yes, I think. I think Jim called. I don't know a Jim. I, I think it was Fred. I, I, I don't know if friend named Fred. Uh, was it Ernie? Yes, it was Ernie. It was Ernie. Oh, thanks, Mom. Thanks. appreciate that. This is the question. What does love require of you being a follower of Jesus? What does it require of you? Christians love loopholes. Disciples ask themselves this question. And we're going to pick up next week where we left off. Thanks for coming. Have a great afternoon. Enjoy your day.